Dan here on Talk and Fight for another episode of Boxing News Today. And let's start it off with news out of Montreal, Canada, where I at the Tiger have a great fight lined up, including uh, some of our favorites here on Talk and Fight. Let's start off with uh, a couple of Canadians who are on the bill. Steve Claggett, KG veteran uh, from the West, I believe, Calgary originally. And uh, Mary Spencer, one of our favorites here. Uh, ever since we've been uh, on the air with Talk and Fight, we have talked about Mary Spencer, uh, a former Canadian Olympian who started her pro career, I think, back in 2021. And is sporting right now a 7-2 record. She's going off uh, uh, tonight, uh, I believe, in uh, Montreal against Sonia Drawling. Uh, and and that let's uh, as a good Canadian, I hope uh, hope she wins that fight as well as Steve Claggett. Anyway, fighting out of Montreal, originally though born in uh, America, Eric Bazignan. He's facing uh, Billy Godoy. That's a good battle. Uh, let's have a quick look at uh, Eric's uh, undefeated 31 and 0, 22 knockouts, and he surged through the rankings in recent years. Breaking into the top five of each federation. He's currently ranked number two in the ABA, WBA, number three in the WBC, number three in WBO, number four in the IBF. Um, and he's engaged. Yeah, he had three, three bouts in 2023. Uh, each pushed him uh, to elevate his game. Uh, he began the year facing Alantas Fox, uh, fresh from a world championship fight. The match wasn't easy, but Bazian's uh, character allowed him to secure a victory in 10 rounds. The cap off 2023 strongly. Last October, he triumphed powerfully over Ronald Ellis, knocking him out faster than anyone before, marking his 31st career win. So anyway, um, he'll start off uh, his 2024 campaign facing the Argentine veteran, Billy Godoy. He's 41-7, and seven, by the way, and, uh, no pushover, 20 knockouts, and he's known for his resilience. Uh, good stuff. Uh, it's interesting that the um, Argentine recently uh, withstood John Ryder's charges for 10 rounds, which is no small feat. So it'll be an interesting challenge. Uh, let's have a quick look as we move forward through. If you want to have a quick look. Okay, here we go. Eric Bazignan, uh, Billy Godoy, Albert Ramirez, going to Togans, Artur Ziadinov. Steve Claggett's going up against Marcos Barraza. Mary Spencer's going up against Sonia Dralling, as I said. Avery Duval up against Jesus Adorno. Uh, John Orbio going up against Juan Garcia. Wilkins Mathieu up against Oscar Quintana. And Marino Fandera going up against Ricardo Lara. As I said, it's taking place in the Cabaret de Casino in Montreal, uh, promoted by Eye of the Tiger and televised on ESPN+. Good stuff. All right. Tijuana is undefeated former world champion, Jaime Munguia, 42-0, by the way, 33 knockouts. Returns, I mentioned this yesterday, uh, returns against former interim world uh, champion, John the Gorilla Ryder, 32-6, 18 knockouts out of England. And what will be another big test for the 27-year-old Munguia as he squares off against Ryder uh, this upcoming weekend at the Footprint Center in Phoenix, Arizona. And that's going to be shown live on the zone. Said Jaime, this is a big challenge, a tough fight, without doubt, a big test. It's obvious that all the pressure's on me, but I'll come out with the victory. This is obviously a hard time, a hard, tough fight for Jaime. I feel he'll be challenged, but this is what it takes to get to the next level and prove we belong with the elite to ask for these big fights, said Mungi's uh, co-promoter, Fernando Beltran, at a Zan for promotions. Uh, this will be Mungia's first fight ever under the tutelage of Hall of Fame trainer Freddie Roach as the two wrapped up camp for the first time at Roach's gym. The famed world 
the the wild card boxing gym in uh, Hollywood, California. I feel good. I have a good camp. I'm ready and prepared. I've worked hard for this preparation. I'm very happy to be working with Freddie Roach. I've learned new things here. I'm working with someone new. With someone new, sorry. You're going to learn uh, new and different things. The truth is, I am comfortable with him. I definitely will be benefit from his coaching. Uh, so this is all anticipation of him beating um, Matchroom's John Ryder, despite what Eddie Hearn has to say. Marv Nation kicks off 2024 on Saturday, February 10th at the C. Robert Lee Activity Center in Hawaiian Gardens, California, with a card headlined by undefeated blue chip prospect Ernesto Tito Mercado. We've mentioned him many times before here on Talk and Fight. He sported a 13-0 record with 12 knockouts, and Mercado will face off against Victoriano Santillan, 11-6, in an eight-round super lightweight fight. The rest of the lineup is... Mateus Radcliffe, 6-0, going up against Christian Lorenzo, six rounds, super featherweights. Uh, Milek Birdsong, 14-1, going up against Isaac Freeman, 5-12, six rounds, super lightweights. Juan Estrada Jr., 1-0. Uh, Dylan, going up against Dylan uh, Alvarado, 2-2, two two, four rounds, lightweights. Ray Sean Thomas, undefeated, 6-0, to be announced. Um, over four rounds, he's in the lightweight division. Michael Bracamonte, 8-1. Again, uh, his opponent to be announced, six rounds, featherweights. On Andy Beltran, 6-0, undefeated. Against uh, an unannounced yet uh, fighter opponent, six rounds, featherweights. And uh, rounded out, uh, Joseph uh, Abdi, 3-0, uh, four-round super lightweight. And Manuel Tarcado taking on Dylan Nagoyan. And both fighters making their pro debut. So some good stuff out of California with the return of Tito Mercado. Um, oh, yes, yes, yes. Great, great story uh, uh, out of, uh, it's it's unconfirmed, but it's, it's a great story. Let's, let's check it out. Um, we've all been waiting for this news, so here it is. And it is great news for fight fans the world over, the biggest light heavyweight fight that can be made. In fact, one of the biggest fights in recent years, regardless of weight class, has a working date. Yes, Arter Betterbeev up against Dimitri Bivol. For all the marbles, at 175 is heading towards a June 1st date, according to Dan Raphael. We get this story out of Boxing247.com. The fight will take place in, yes, you guessed it, Saudi Arabia in Riyadh. Better be have unbeaten, the reigning WBC, WBO, IBF light heavyweight champ, wants to fight Bivol, unbeaten, and the reigning WBA boss. And it wants the fight equally as much, by the way. Now, as Rafael writes, there's no impediments that could throw a spanner in the works as far as getting this fight over the line. It really does seem as though what the powerful money men in Saudi Arabia want, they get. And June 1st, a Saturday, the massive card in Riyadh that will be topped by anti-Joshua against Francis Ngannou is taking place on Friday, uh, March 8th. Uh, is not all that far away. Nothing signed yet. At least not as far as both sides go. Ed Hearn did say, just after Better BF had crushed uh, Callum Smith, that the fight was signed from their side. Hearn, of course, working with Bivol. Uh, but things sure are looking good for us fight fans. This is going to be a heck of a fight. Um, fans, will uh, fans will have a tough time splitting these two magnificent fighters in the days leading up to the fight. Indeed, so will uh, the, the, the betters. Um, indeed, picking a, a winner here is as tough as it gets. Uh, pure puncher better be of against pure puncher bivol i mean who do you like uh, let's hear those comments in addition to, to this fight seemingly uh set super fight 
Indeed, fingers will, of course, remain crossed until an official confirmation announcement. It's likely the Saudis will put together a stack supporting card for June, as they have done before, and will again on February 17th. That's when uh, Tyson Fury goes up against uh, Alexander Yusik, supporting by uh, an excellent undercard. And as I said before, March 8th, AJ versus Nagano, again, uh, with a great uh, undercard. Anyway. Better be better be or Bivil, uh, you know, or if you prefer Bivil, better be of who's the A side. It doesn't really matter to me. Uh, it's going to be a great, great, great fight. Doesn't need an, any undercard to ensure a sellout. That's for sure. Uh, the fight is that good and that tough to pick a winner. Let's hope. Uh, anyway, let, that that brings us to another interesting uh, comment made by journalist Thomas Hauser with respect to pay per view and the Saudi money. Again, this is being reported on Boxing247.com. Hauser believes that boxing is now growing due to the best fights being put on pay-per-view, which targets hardcore fans but fails to create new fans. Hauser says that the Saudi money that has been pumped into boxing is helping a few select promoters and their fighters, making them rich but not growing the sport. These are pay-per-view events, and casual fans aren't going to watch if they've never seen these fighters on non-pay-per-view. And many of our uh, older veteran uh, matchmakers and promoters and managers who we've had on Talk and Fight over the years have said the exact same thing. Um, anyway, Hauser notes that Anthony Joshua versus Francis Nagano is taking place during an end of the afternoon on a Friday for U.S. fans, which means the match doesn't register with Americans if it's being targeted at the British audience. True enough. The promoters and the fighters that are insisting on putting their best fights behind a paywall are ultimately stunting the sport and their fighters because they create new fans if they're able to see the boxers on non-pay-per-view, according to Hauser. Um, I look at the perspective of boxing in the United States, and boxing is certainly suffering here in the States, he said. It's much more popular in the UK and in other parts of the world, as we've often said on Talking Fight, such as uh, Africa, Asia, Australia, indeed Canada. Uh, but when people talk about 2023 being a great year for boxing, I don't think so at all, because most of the fights that people wanted to see were behind a paywall. In the United States, at least very few people saw them. And as we've discussed, the pay-per-view numbers on, on what, were anticipated as being big fights were indeed uh, not attracting the numbers on pay-per-view as were expected. Hauser continues, the fact that Joshua and Nagano is being contested on a Friday afternoon, a workday in the United States, not in the evening, in the afternoon, tells you where that fight registers in the United States today. So you have to get into the mainstream, and I think you have to do that by the best, fighting the best, but also having fights that are available without behind a paywall. That's how you grow the sport. Now, there is a lot of Saudi money coming to the sport, he says. A handful of promoters and a handful of fighters are going to get rich on that. Yes, we've talked about that before, too. I don't know that it's going to grow the sport. You're preaching the choir, targeting the hardcore, hardcore boxing fans, not the casuals. Hauser doesn't say which promoters and fighters are getting rich from the Saudi money, uh, but we all know who those people are without a doubt. And as I've said, uh, boxing in general as an industry can certainly push its borders beyond uh, the United Kingdom and the United States by targeting uh, the many great fighters that are emerging out of these other foreign countries, um, certainly foreign to U.S. and U.K. boxing fans. 
such as those fighters that are um, fighting in Japan and uh, Thailand, Vietnam, Philippines, great young fighters coming out of those countries, uh, not to mention Mexico, not to mention South America, not to mention Central America. Uh, uh, several nations across the Caribbean might be put into that bracket as well, as well as the many, many great uh, countries in Africa that are producing fantastic fighters. Uh, all of them, okay, not all, most of them uh, being ignored. So Hauser puts up a few good points about pay-per-view and the impact of Saudi money, uh, making the rich richer, and I guess the poor poorer. Right, that's it for me today here on Talk and Fight. Appreciate you joining me. Remember, like, share, subscribe, hit that notification bell. And we'll see you again tomorrow, 11 a.m. Eastern time for another episode of Boxing News Today. Thank you.